What's up, you fuckheads? Uh, this is Shelby and Scotty. Zach <laughs> is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Zach is in Pittsburgh, uh, chopping it up with some Yinzers. I think that's not offensive, but I'll Yinzer? go out on a limb and what, what, say what it's that? not offensive. Y- Yinzer? Yeah, what's that? Never. You heard, heard of that before? No. You never heard that in Pittsburgh? It's like a. Well, I don't see color, them, so. Well, I don't think it has anything to do with that, but nice try. Um. What if it? What if it did? Um, I, don't, I don't see region regions. So, yeah. Well, there. Yeah, well, you got me there because it's a native or inhabitant of the U.S. city of Pittsburgh. It's called a Yinzer. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. I would uh, hate to be called that. Yeah, that's stupid as shit. Uh, but I hope Zach is enjoying himself. I know the full cast hasn't gotten together in a while. I was on vacation, uh, and. Scotty and Zach did a fine job, but I'll go over what they went over, which was the season win totals from some teams in the NFL this year. I'll, I'll chalk down where I disagree and agree uh, with both of their picks, or sometimes they were uh, together on one. Uh, then we'll go over our regular stuff, and then Scotty and I will dive into some other season-long future bets, uh, maybe you know the Super Bowl market or the MVP, Coach of the Year, things like that that aren't just uh, team-oriented. Scotty, how are you? I'm doing good, dude. Uh, you know, training camp started today. Um, this is uh, early Christmas for you. This is big. This is big. Yeah. I try to get, like, you know, and, and what's great about, you know, watching and being a Broncos fan is that we're two hours ahead, so I get to take my break at work and just, like, fucking just read the tweets. It's like I fucking live for yeah. that. It's like, watching, it's like watching a new episode of Broncos every day. Um so yeah. it's like TV. I, I try not to get too I try not to get too worked up over training camp stuff, but then I saw one that said Joe Burrow went seven for seven on a drive today, a touchdown drive, and oh, uh, kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. Yeah, anything to like anything when, to warm uh, me up, bro, for that opening day. This podcast is brought to you by technical glitches. It's just what happens to us. Um, so. I got back from uh, Pittsburgh. This is Zach, by the way. Got back from Pittsburgh, and I'm uh, sitting down to um, make sense of this hodgepodge that the uh, boys recorded for me. Um, and needless to say, Shelby's audio track, as per usual, um, is just all kinds of fucked in the first like 15 minutes. So you missed some talk about the Reds. I think they're going to get into that a little bit more here later. Um, you missed some some preamble, some kind of funny stuff um, you can expect from us. But uh, but yeah, so I had to swoop in and and kind of clean up the clean up the mess. So you're going to hear Shelby um, uh, jump right into. Uh, his discussion of, um, if you recall from last week, Scotty and I uh, went with our um, over-under win totals for the NFL team, projected win totals by Vegas. Um, we decided if we liked them, didn't like them, over-under, and Shelby's kind of given his um, spiel. So he's going to jump in talking about the 49ers, um, kind of in the middle of that, talking about Trey Lance and their whole quarterback situation. Um and before that, he uh, was talking about the Lions. Was not a fan of our over five. That's fine. He's entitled to his opinion. Um, so, yeah, that's what you're about to hear. And I will talk to you guys next week. But, I mean, I think it's fairly, you know, my handicap's fairly obvious is that the 49ers were, like, the most injured team all year last year. And it was, like, early, too. And it was, like... It wasn't just like, oh, we'll get this guy back week six, week seven. It was like they were tearing ACLs left and right at at uh, 
MetLife Stadium. And we're without yeah. all those studs on defense. Uh, George Kittle was out a significant amount of time. Jimmy G was out a significant amount of time. But my reasoning with this bet here, I would take the over just hoping that Jimmy G would play a whole year. And I know they drafted Trey Lance, uh, but, you know, Jimmy – I don't the- think Trey Lance gets gets 11 wins in his rookie year. I just don't. No, but, no, no. Um, I, think- I mean, at least from the jump. Yeah, and I think if Jimmy G starts – He's not gonna. He's not gonna be asked to throw thirty something times a game, uh, and the defense will right. keep teams in that twenty fourteen to twenty three point range or what have you. And he can do just enough to do what he did in twenty nineteen. So that's why I like uh, San Francisco. And you saw it last year, kind of where they, you know, they went on the road and beat Arizona uh, down the stretch, and they'll pull off wins like that. Uh, but then they'll also turn around and lose to the Eagles. So, but yeah. you know, if they're if if they're throwing out. Uh, that Nick Mullins and you know and a host of other guys, I wouldn't like this as that much. So this is basically, and, yeah. yeah, basically a bet on Jimmy G staying healthy, uh, because hey, even if, with uh, him doing if, if, a if, little, if, if they don't have any injuries as an excuse this year, is and, and they and they miss the playoffs, and if they're they're under five hundred, is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat? Yeah, I noticed that uh, you you mentioned that, and <sighs> I would say no. Um, you know, you're two years removed from a conference you can't take someone to a Super Bowl and then two years. Yeah, you're, and, and I mean, yeah. if, if injuries aren't the excuse and it's like, but you kind of drafted Trey Lance and it's like a built-in excuse, like, oh, let's let's see what we got right. in this quarterback. It's almost like the Bears, like, what's the best way to buy yourself a couple more years? Like, draft Justin Fields and say you can, you know, mold him into something. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's yep. a you know, it's a surefire way to, uh, you know, buy yourself some time. Um, hey, quick, 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 um, quick segment here or a quick pull yeah. away. Um, the Reds, Joey Votto hit another one. No way. Top of the ninth home run, two run shot, oh two, two run shot in the top of the ninth. Oh my Votto homer again. That's literally, that's, that's, that's seven home runs in four games. It's like seven in at least the last six. Cause yeah, he's had two two homer games. Oh, he hit two last night, five straight games, and two Rona. T- seven seven five in the last five. Games and two of them he had two seven home in runs. the last five, right? Seven wow. in the last five. Wow. Yep. No, wait. Like yeah, 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 that's right. Yep. That's still yep. bangs. Um, okay. Go. Um, and, and this is why I disagreed. Both of you, but now I'm kind of in the middle. But since I already wrote it down, I, uh, I. I'm just going to go ahead and go with it. I kind of like Denver to go over eight and a half. I, I don't think, I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to lead the NFL in interceptions like Drew Locke did. Um, and I still like, you know, Cortland Sutton not being hurt like the entire year. How much time did he miss last year? Double digit games. Uh, he, um, missed the week one game and played one quarter against the Steelers. That's all he played last year. All and year. He, uh, all year. He played one quarter all year. So he basically missed the entire year. Yep. Okay. So obviously a big time back there. And then obviously you had Jerry Judy who would get probably better quality looks if Cortland Sutton was taking up more instead of like Tim oh, Patrick. Judy apparently is going to get this like fucking monster year. I yeah. mean, everyone in like Judy's been the talk of Denver, like if anyone. Yeah, uh, Judy is like prime for like the all the all pro, and he yeah. needs to be. And 
And uh, and on top of that, KJ Hamler is not a bad wide receiver three to have. He had some good, uh, you know, some good games yep. uh, uh, along with Tim Patrick. I remember he was a hot name in fantasy for a minute. And Noah Fant's still a quality tight end. Um, but I think Teddy Bridgewater would do like he would revert back to like almost the Saints role, uh, where he's yeah. like game manager type because I like the Denver defense. Uh, Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson at safety, and then you add Kyle Fuller. You draft Patrick Sertain in the first round, who I already said is going to be a Hall of Famer, so i got to stick by that. And on top of that, Ronald Darby and Bryce Callahan. Well, Bryce Callahan's not very good, I remember, but Ronald Darby is. Um, no, no, Bryce Callahan's the best slot corner in football. Okay, hand up. Uh, so I like the Denver secondary. Obviously, you need a good secondary to compete in that division with Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And now the, uh, the – why am I blanking on the, the Chargers? The pieces are there, man. Justin Herbert. Uh, yeah, Justin Herbert. sorry. The, the pieces are there. The only thing is that, you know, the signal caller is just the most important position in sports. And, I mean, if you if you don't got someone back there pulling the trigger, then, you know, 11 wins turn to seven real quick. Right, and that's that's why if, like, you know, if you could snap your fingers and you tell me Drew Locke's the starter the majority of the year, I, I take under and I don't think twice about it. And if you say Ted... I think he will be the starter. Okay. He had a good day, though. Today. Okay. I think, I, I think Drew Locke gets the start starting role with like a five game leash mm. four to five game leash and um so to be like here you go this is it you know mm-hmm. so i mean if he if he's a turnover machine again i was just watching the highlights of the broncos raiders game in vegas last year and i was oh, thinking dude, that's that, that might have been your that's the worst the lowest Drew point game ever yeah yes, well i was also is. thinking it might have been the lowest 100%. point of your year last year because Devonte booker had two touchdowns oh yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, good for him. <laughs> more, more revenge factor um, than I thought. <laughs> Less of one. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is yeah, interesting. Uh, fuck that guy. It is interesting in that division though. Like, um, one of the one of the places I can flop over in uh, one of the ones I agree since they're in the same division. I kind of like the Chargers to go under. Uh, because yeah, I do too. Everyone's too hype about them. Yeah. So in 2019, it was like the Browns got Odell Beckham and the expectations were out of the roof. And they tanked. And then the next last year, that's why I was kind of on them because, uh, you know, it was the per- everyone was off them still from let it being short of expectations. And then they go off and yeah. make the second round of the playoffs. And Stefanski, coach of the year, uh, longest odds I've ever hit. Uh, and then like last year, it was the Arizona Cardinals had all the hype, and they fall flat again. And yep. so now it's kind of the Chargers where. I think I, I don't see how if everyone's so high on the Chargers, maybe that's what made me second guess the Broncos pick because like if everyone's so high on the Chargers, how are they a uh, half game projected more than the Broncos? Uh, so it kind of you know it kind of confused me there, but it's almost like a fade the public play where um, you know so many people are on the Chargers and Brandon Staley, who knows? Uh, but. It's yeah. also like it's addition by subtraction with the way Anthony Lynn managed some games. It's like, you know, yeah. the Chargers had no reason losing to the Broncos in Denver last year. Oh, no reason at all. And and the thing is, is like, and by the, you know, in that game, even the Chargers were like basically done as far as reaching their win totals unless they right. wanted to rack off every. But the, the, the thing is, is like, 
each team is going to get like these teams like the Chargers. It's all about like those first five games. If Justin Herbert comes out and in game three play, I don't know what their schedule is off the top of my head, but they play like a good team. Uh, let's say they play the Buccaneers week three or something. Just like this is hypothetical, like a team, a team prime for the playoffs or the Browns. And, they, and Justin Herbert plays a, uh, like a, a great game and they win close or dominantly then that like that turns the tie for the whole season like that that you know it's just about like what theme you know the the whatever you know the chargers are going to set at the beginning of the year to start and then because once they beat those good teams at the start of the year then they can rack them off or rack them up rack uh, and shack them off and uh <laughs> <laughs> rack them up and uh uh, you know, then that over is likely to hit. But yeah, I, I mean, it's weird that the you know with Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay that the Broncos are still eight and a half. That that surprised me. So I mean, they're a little bit of a dark horse, but maybe not. Maybe the Vegas knows something we don't. It, so I'm a little bit higher on the Broncos now that I hear that. Yeah, it's and it's a it's a prove it year for Fangio, obviously. Um, yep. The Chargers, like you mentioned, with like them beating a playoff team, they're. The Chargers are one of those teams you could go through their schedule and you could either go five, you could go anywhere from five and twelve to like eleven and six, because they're gonna. It's like week one Washington, who knows? Week two Cowboys, who knows? Week three Chiefs, probably a loss. Week four Raiders, probably a win. Browns, right? Then the Browns and Raiders. So oh wow, Chiefs Raiders. That's a perfect sample size to know if the Chargers are for real. Exactly. Chiefs, Raiders, Browns, Ravens in a four-game stretch, and then in the bye. So six games. The bye week will show you, I guess, with that one. Why is everyone because, big on Brandon Staley? I don't get no, it. Be, like, cause he because of the Rams' defense, I guess. Yeah. He showed some film of Tom Brady uh, throwing uh, to Justin Herbert in a film session, and they're like, oh, my God, look, he, this guy's a defensive coach coaching his – I'm like, so what? Like, I could pull up some highlights of – fucking Mike Vick and show it to, you know, Drew Locke. I don't think it's going to make Drew Locke a fucking, you know, AP at quarterback, but whatever. And, it, like, right out of the bye, Scotty, uh, Patriots-Vikings. So it's literally, like, who the hell knows? Uh, Patriot, what do you mean, Patriots-Vikings? Like, that's who they play right out of the bye week. Oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah, Patriots and Vikings. Got yeah, it, yeah. So who the hell knows? Um, also, did you see the Tom Brady video of him throwing into the jugs machine? Yes. It that's fake, right? Yes, it's 100% fake. Yeah, but is it real? Uh, it might be real. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It might be real, but it's absolutely fake, but it, I mean it it's real. Okay. I like when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that's so fake, and then like as it went on, I'm like, all right, it's probably real, but still definitely 100% yeah. fake. All right. Exactly. Glad we're on the same page there. Um, I disagree with Scott, uh with Zach about everything related to Washington football team. Was that li- like literally every sentence related to Washington football team? Oh, um, I don't get his. Uh, I mean, aside from his uh, his comments about Ron Rivera, if he was as good a coach as he is, cancer survivor. Um, oh, that that was just low. Yeah, but like, good thing I you won't got even... TJ Ward on the mic. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Uh, but like, good thing I won't even like mention that. Uh, so credit to me for not bringing that up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but all in all, this is a roster. I mean, did they not just win a division? I know it was a bad division, but Ron Rivera is a good coach, no matter you know what uh, Zach says. And that defense is still 
absolutely vicious. And well, they lost the heart and soul of their defense in Ronald Darby. I don't know how they come back. From that. Well, I, I'll tell you how they come back from it. Uh, their defensive line of Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Uh, yeah, I know. Right, and adding William I don't Jackson. Know who that, th- that second guy is, but Jonathan Allen. Yeah, I don't know that. First is. round pick from Alabama. This yes. year, 2017. He just signed a new contract, uh, like an extension. Oh fuck me! And I like their first round, their first round rookie linebacker from Kentucky, uh, Yaman Davis, uh, who I who oh, yeah, I, you want, I bet you, plus you 800 to, to win defensive rookie so of the good, year. How much? Yeah, and they added uh, two. They added Kendall Fuller at corner and William Jackson at corner. So the defense looking great. And then on top of that, they have the old Ohio State teammates, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel at receiver, and Antonio Gibson off a great year at running back. And then you add Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. and I know it's like Ryan Fitzpatrick, journeyman quarterback or whatever, but the guy, the dude was fifth in QBR last year and probably would have taken the Dolphins to the playoffs if they weren't like putting Tua in every five minutes and then having Fitzy save him. So, yeah. You know what though? You know what? You know what's hilarious about um, teams like that? And tell me how wrong I'm not. Um, teams teams that have like dark jerseys uh, always have a good defense. There's no there's no way that Washington football team that that their jerseys with that color they're gonna be a bad defense. They just I look like say, they have a good defense. When the Ravens wear all black against the Bengals, I'm like, this there's no over. fucking way. You're I was right. like, it's like, why are we even watching <laughs> the Steelers? Steelers the all Steelers? black on like a primetime game. It's like oh, over. God. Yeah. No, dude. I'm telling you, when 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 you're in Washington and you see you see that like gross burgundy and that those like th- those dark gold pants, I'm like, oh fuck, the Broncos might get three first downs total today. Uh, yeah. And my favorite part about the football team's schedule is uh, here's their last five games: Dallas. These are literally consecutive weeks, no bye week or anything in between. Obviously, their last five games: Dallas, Philly. Dallas, Philly, Giants. Oh wow! How weird is that? Yeah, it's weird. They Dallas, play Philly, Dallas, Philly, Giants. They play five. They play their last five weeks. They play five of their last six. Their five of their six division games on the year is in their last five weeks of the season. What the fuck? Yeah, that's awful. Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, Giants. Wow, that's gonna be fun if if it's a close race. Even right. though I think Dallas runs away with it this year. Ooh, just like uh, I did last year. Well, I. <laughs> I bet Washington plus 260 to win uh, the NFC least. Uh, Ron Rivera coach the year, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Um, that's all with the disagree. I did make, I put like the uh, less than sign, uh, like a small disagreement on Saints under nine because I kind of like it. Love the Saints. Yeah, Saints I just worry under. that it's Sorry. like it's Sean Payton and he'll find a he'll find a way to win ten games. Like, but it, it's just like yeah. it, like everything says under, and I like it. But then in my head, I'm like, it's Sean Payton. It's the Saints. They'll win ten games. Even when Breeze was hurt, they, you know, they survived. Right. They went undefeated. And I so know, it's, it's just tough. But like Michael kinda, Thomas is not going to start the year now, and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, like, they're they're going to increase his workload. Remember that year. Um, Couple year, like a couple years ago when they had Alvin Kamara as the starter and Mark Ingram was out, uh, and he went off. But it, I was like, "Whoa! Like they can't just keep giving him this much work because the, like the wear and tear at the end of the season, I think right. played a factor that year." And uh, I mean, if if that's the case, if Alvin Kamara gets hurt, I mean that team's winning fucking seven, seven games or less. Yeah, 
I no, like I said, everything points to it, and I don't trust Taysom Hill, and I don't like necessarily trust Jameis Winston. Um, but then again, what makes the what what makes besides like the wide receiver depth uh, that they make up with like Alvin Kamara? Obviously, what makes the Saints any uh, the, a different team than the Broncos? No, I I completely get where you're coming from. That's what yeah. you know. That and like as far as like. I don't remember if the Saints had any like monster free agent acquisitions, you know. They um, they couldn't because they're in salary cap hell. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. Is that I know Cameron Jordan's still there, and like uh, Demario Davis, I think, is one of their linebackers, and like Malcolm yeah. Jenkins and Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore and PJ Washington, I think his name. Is, or no, that's the, a, I think that's a basketball player, but something. The PJ. Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Miracle guy who fucked up. Oh, Williams? Marcus, Marcus Marcus Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the Broncos secondary, they have a better second. The Broncos do. Uh, they have a also, Broncos have the highest paid defense in the NFL. Did you know that? Wow. But, yeah. I mean, back to the Saints where it's like, if it's Jameis, <laughs> if it's Taysom, or if it's Ian Book, or if it's Trevor Simeon, Fuck you sure up. about the Saints under nine? Um, if the, if, I didn't think if, so. If Trevor Simeon ever becomes a starter. Um, I just thirst trap Scotty with a fourth string quarterback. What, what, listen to me. If if Trevor Simeon becomes a starter, I will bet the other team spread to the moon, but want it to lose. Yeah. It's an emotional hedge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I hope I lose money and Trevor Simeon wins. Well, that's just flat out disrespectful that uh, Ian Book, rookie from Notre Dame, is third string over Trevor Simeon. That's not fair. Super Bowl champion, yeah, fourth string. Literally. Um, uh, pulling Fucking up the Saints roster as a starter. Who did you think that was retired who is still playing? Ty Montgomery, fourth string running back for the Saints. Oh, really? Also, uh, yeah, also, if Michael Thomas is out, this receiving core for the Saints is sus. Dog shit. Tra- Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Marquez Callaway, Chris Hogan. Oh, my God. Who's the, who's there? Yeah. Tra- Traquan Smith and Ca- and Galloway? Yeah, Marquez Gallo- Calloway. Oh, God. Yeah. So, That's I don't know. Whatever that means to you, um, I kind of i I might move that over to the agree pile. Um, all right, yeah. other ones that I agreed with, I agreed with Zach Arizona under eight. I kind of touched on that earlier. I don't I don't think Kyler Murray is that guy. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is that guy. Um, no. And they're playing in the toughest division in football. Um, I like where Zach went with. This was another like minimal agreement. Was Tennessee over nine and a half wins? I just think that defense is going to be so bad. Uh, I so I think under, I want the mean? Titans and Bengals to play. Well, I do think I like I put small agreement on over just because I like the offense so much. But I also said Derrick Henry was going to get hurt this year, so I'm going to yeah. switch that over to under. I, I like the um, under, but I think they're overrated. Yeah, I. I think the Ryan Tannehill stuff is kind of like I'm just like kind of over it. It's like yeah, he's not gonna win you. Yeah, he's kind of reached his hype. Is what I said on the last podcast. He just kind of that ceiling is. I think he's as he's he's reached as far as like what he's going to show us. We know exactly what he's gonna do. Like he he's a steady top six top half quarterback, but he's never top ten. He's like somewhere between twelve and sixteen at all times. Okay, here's some of my favorite moments of the pod. It, it falls on the agreement side. Um, I don't agree with this, but it was just funny when, Scotty, you were like, uh, 
oh, I have Cleveland uh, a future for, to win the number one seed. And Zach was like, oh, my God, that's not going to happen. I just yes. thought that was funny. That's it. Um, I kind of agreed with Zach, Pittsburgh over eight and a half, but I kind of looked back on uh, their 11-0 start last year, and it was like they had the easiest schedule in the NFL by far. Um, yep. Also, I, I just don't like putting this dirt on Big Ben's grave already when he threw 31, 33 touchdowns and 10 picks last year. I don't know. It just seems a fantasy bit... god. No, it's like is he not? Fantasy god. Is he not? Literally like, every year, he's such an easy a, fucking pickup. A dream QB two in our league. Yeah, and he seriously. just he just sits there. He gets drafted <laughs> the same round as like Evan Ingram. It's because he's it's fat. Like, yeah. Well, maybe not anymore. All right. Um, I also liked Miami under nine. We don't have to touch about that. I want two to suck. Uh, okay. Here's my two. I. I agree with Zach with the Raiders over seven. Um, I just realized watching that Broncos game highlights that the Raiders went to six and three after that win, and then yeah. had those like collapse. They they lost to the Chargers in overtime. Then they lost to the Dolphins somehow, a game they should have won. Um, so like they were very close to being a nine or ten win team last year, but they also won uh, some close games. Uh, I just like when uh, you you said. The Raiders, their win totals at seven. Zach says, "Take the over. That, that's going to be a great team." That was his quote. Uh, yeah. So Raiders are great. Um, and then Scotty, my I biggest said, I said agree- name name fucking three defensive players on their team, Zach. Yeah, and he said he just came out, Scotty. Like, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carl Nassib, who intercepted Drew Locke that day. By the way, fuck off. <laughs> um, Scotty, my biggest agreement with you. And this is okay. a bet I've went back and bet three times. Oh, fuck yeah. It's the Chiefs over 12 and a half points. Yeah, I mean, it's the Chiefs, I, bro. They're probably going to be the best team, if not, you know, other than the Browns. Yeah, like, I know, like, you don't have to tell me how, like, fucking chalk that is. Uh, but it's like Mahomes has lost four games combined in the last two years in the regular season. Right. So it's like... And now you're giving me he can lose four this year? Yeah. And it's it's not like, I mean, the division's tough, but, I mean, no shade to the Broncos, but they haven't beaten the Chiefs with Mahomes. Since uh, the Chargers. Yeah, since Manning. No, I'm um, saying when they've the had Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, right, right, right. And they're going to be, they're going to be favored in every single game they play. Um, so... I look at a stretch like towards the end of the year where they go Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders. You know, I and the Giants are in there too. I mean, their their schedule is tough out of the gate. That they go Cleveland, Baltimore, Chargers, and then two weeks later they have Buffalo. But I keep going back to it. It's like it's the it's the fucking Chiefs. Yeah, it's like I just want to bring and like- they re. Stay. I just want to like fuck with Mahomes. I want Mahomes to come to Denver and every year, just like every single time he's on offense, just have steak on the on the fucking uh, <laughs> on the big board. Some type of walking like Heinz ketchup bottle just hovering around the or Chiefs sideline. Yeah, or just like <laughs> or just the driest steak. Be like, don't you want to put ketchup on this? Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, uh, well done, Mahomes. Literally. <laughs> All right, Scotty. If if you want to pull up it, any any like long shot futures you want to touch on uh, before we get off here. Long shot futures. 
I do have one surprise segment for you, and I just kind of thought about it uh, when I was um, relaxing on my couch earlier. So um, I thought it would be fun. But let me see. Yeah. Let me look at some. Let me look at some futures that I have written down here. Um, meaning, let me pull them up on my laptop. Um, uh, so you already know my one. Um, I, I, I think the Browns. Yeah, I mean, like, to, to conv- tell me why the Browns won't can't be number one. Uh, tough division. I would say the Chiefs, but Chiefs. Tough yeah, division. I would say the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs and Bills could be better. Um, the Browns have a harder schedule than both of those two teams. Uh, be- what would you bet on the Bills over or under? Uh, I would probably go over eleven. You think? Yeah, yeah probably. It just I I hate just saying that and being like, oh, they were good last year. They'll be good this year. You know? Um, love, you know without- what? You know what? You know what? Under I love. Who? Then uh, on the um, on the Bills, um, under Stephon Diggs receiving total. No fucking way he matches. What's what he put up last year. I think it's let me, it? let me look at it specifically, but I think it's like close to twelve hundred. Uh yeah, because I got burned by like week four betting Stephon Diggs under last year. Like it was a yeah, bloodbath. I, I I'm head or I yeah I t- I uh, going with uh, just a fade of everyone on him that I'm gonna look it up for you right now. Stephon Diggs. F- oh my god, it's actually fourteen hundred and a half. Oh my gosh. Bet like that, that shit lot. tomorrow minus one twenty four. Yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna bet that tomorrow when I go. Under fourteen hundred yards, bro. There's no fucking way. You want me to get um, something down for you? That. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm uh, saying. Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. 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 Well, well. Okay. I'll, I'll send you price. I'll, I'll I'll get you numbers after this, but. Um, okay. Jerry Judy, I like is over. Um. But he's not even listed on uh, Lawrenceburg. Oh, cool. Um, AJ Brown. I like uh, I like his under. Twelve hundred and a half with Julio Jones. In the mix. Uh, who is being sued for selling illegal cannabis on the black market? Do, do you think that stops him from playing? No, I'm just uh, I just thought it'd be relevant. <laughs> oh okay um I, i'm just trying to look at like you know the best what my favorite thing to bet is like the best wide receivers in the nfl who are all of a sudden in a stacked core or stacked group so like i like i like that i like randall cop cobb over actually um oh i like i like green bay to win the super bowl i think it makes for a great story the nfl would fucking love that i think i I bet that already. Yeah. Uh, Plus 1,200. Yeah, I like T. Higgins this year a lot. or whatever. But I, I think a lot of people like T. Higgins this year, even though it's a stacked. I, I think he goes over 1,000 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd has the lowest of all three of those guys. feel bad for the Weird. poor guy. I would bet that over, too. And Jamar, I might like, I like Jamar Chase under for that yeah. reason. Uh, Derek Henry, um, his over-under is set at 1,550 yards. Mm. That's under. dude. That's a no-brainer under. Yeah, I mean, I know you get one extra game, but dude, that I'm sorry, he's a freak of nature, yeah. but the wear and tear, and I've already called his injury happening yeah. this year. But 
Yeah. Um, how about Coach of the Year, Scotty? Coach of the Year. So, before, are you looking at it right now? Don't no, look I at haven't. it. I'm not looking at it. Can you think of the top four candidates? Bill Belichick? No. He's not even in the top four? Not, he's 10th. Kevin Stefanski? He is 6th. Oh, man, fuck. Uh, Cliff Kinsbury? Uh, not the even Bill, in the top uh, the, 25. Um, not Sean even McDermott. in the top 25. Uh, tied with Belichick for 10. Fuck. Andy Reid? No. I, I already Sean know Payton? That. Yeah, six, 16th. Sean Payton is down there too. Oh 13th. Oh, God. I, if Sean Payton gets the team to 11 wins without Drew Brees, um, I think he deserves it to be in the conversation. So that's a good future. Um, you you know the you want to know the favorite? No. I want to guess it. Okay, yeah, I do. Tell me it. Okay. Favorite Brandon Staley. Oh, I dude, and I almost said it before. You said it. Well, it makes sense because everyone's on the Chargers. Right. Why? Why? Second is favorite Staley. Fuck. What is about it? Second favorite Brian Flores. Stupid. Uh, third favorite Ron Rivera. Which I actually I like, like. That. Yep. fourteen to one. Like it, fourteen to one. Kyle Shanahan also fourteen to one. Uh, Sean McVay fifteen to one. Stefanski fifteen to one. Another one I kind of like is Frank Reich at sixteen to one because I think the Colts. Uh, I I like the Colts to win the South. I mean, what criteria do you need to have to be coach of the year? You have to like overcome shit, right? So like, right. So like, well, yeah. So maybe not Frank Reich. So why? So why, yeah, I mean, they, they're coming off a playoff. So, like, if they have another year similar to the, to last year or even a little bit better, unless they're the number one seed, Frank Reich doesn't get it, I don't think. Right. Um, um, I mean, so, I mean. Rivera, they just won it. Why, why, McVay, why would McVay ever win that? Why is he even listed? I mean, it's like that high up. I mean, new quarterback, but, like, you're upgrading at the position and you've been to the, like, playoffs, like, every year except one of your coaching, you know, tenor. No, I agree, and so, so I mean, it's, yeah, so, I mean, Rivera, I hate to be that guy, but the cancer thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, yep, I do. it's yep. kind of like, Place it's kind of like with Big Ben, people not wanting to vote Big Ben for comeback player of the year, um, yeah. Shanahan, eh, I mean, if you win that, if, if, if you win that division, come in first place in the NFC, I could see. Um, but there's a reason they're all these are all kind of stacked together. Um, yeah, Robert Robert Sulla is eighteen to one. Matt Rule's eighteen to one. Um, I, I would, don't think anyone. I would do. Fu- I would do Sean Payton. That's that's. I would put it on Sean Payton. You know, because I. But you're so adamant about Saints under nine. I know. Well, that that's kind of my emotional hedge. So that's my that's my Zach moment of the podcast where he said the Jets are definitely getting the number one yet won't commit to under six and a half. Um, yeah, that was my favorite moment of the like maybe of all time. <laughs> but, but the fact that the Saints are um, just, uh, I think the Saints go under just because they're flipping everything. But if Sean Payton is a, as good of a coach as he is and is able to still get that team in a top four seating, he'll definitely be in the conversation. I mean, the, the Saints have this big, you know, they don't have a lot of good skill players right now uh, beyond mm-hmm. their you know top receiver and running back. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Sean Payton will have to prove that he's a you know beyond Drew Brees, beyond just like a small yeah, so, sample size. Something you keep an eye on, maybe read up on it. Um, but yeah, that's that's and that's why I said in the group chat the other day with the Saints being like a question mark, basically outside of Michael Thomas being with Michael Thomas being hurt, no Drew Brees. The Buccaneers are minus two hundred to win the South. I still think that's like incredibly light for them. Yeah, I agree. Like I, the Falcons, um, the Falcons and Panthers are both nine to one. I don't think they challenge them, and the Saints, we've already talked about at length. So like, I don't see how the Bucks are only minus two hundred. Do you like Miles Gaskin this year? Uh, yeah, he's the lead back, right? Yeah, they brought in no competition. His over under is eight hundred and a half, though he catches a lot of out of the backfield. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, he, I like his over he, touchdowns. If there's if there's a, uh, such a bet somewhere, yeah, he, he buried me in that fantasy matchup we had. Um, yeah, against the Raiders before um, it even started. Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, Saturday night football. Uh, comeback player of the year. It's like. It's literally Dak Prescott and everyone else. I mean, and yeah. it's and it's gonna be a quarterback. I don't think Burrow gets there because they won't win enough games. Yeah. I Prescott well, the though. But the Cowboys could win the division and at nine or right. ten wins. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean like Carson Wentz, I think, is is kind of attractive at nine to one. Uh but I think any bet on comeback player of the year that isn't a quarterback is like a sucker bet. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I mean, I'm not going to go to the book and, and put money on Von Miller to win Comeback Player of the Year. It's just not going to happen. Or, like, maybe he, like, is... I could see Christian McCaffrey, but, like, if the Panthers go 7-10 and 10 and McCaffrey has a great year, is he winning Comeback Player of the Year? Um, Depends on, like, what kind of year he had. If he had, like, 1,200 receiving and 1,200 rushing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, So... I don't know. I could see it, right? Like, it just... I mean, uh, another quarterback, like, comeback player would have to not be very good. You know, they they would have to just put on, like, subpar stats. Right. Like, Dak Prescott, like, you know, is 21 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and, like, three th- thir- you know, 3,600 yards. Yeah. He's not winning it if McCaffrey has a great season. So, it's, it's actually a little bit interesting. The last three comeback player of the years were quarterbacks, Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, and Andrew Luck. But before that, there were four straight non-quarterbacks to win. Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson, Eric Berry, and Gronk. Wow. But then before that, it was I just forgot about it was just Keenan Allen. all quarterbacks. Um, so yeah, I think I, from what the odds look like, I mean Dak plus one seventy five, and then six to one in second place is Barkley, Burrow, and McCaffrey. <laughs> I, I, it's just tough. I would put my biggest bet now. Hear me out. I would put my <laughs> biggest bet on the Saints under nine and a half, but I would sprinkle a little bit on Jameis Winston. Comeback <laughs> player of the year. You're covering your if bases. I'm put, if I'm sprinkling some on Sean McVay. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jameis Winston. I mean, I could, I'll win. You know, the even money. Yeah, I would even money, right? But I can put smaller, smaller, you know, half units to win back my even money. If if like the Saints just completely fuck me over and win the ten games and they have this special season. Plus, I don't plus, know. It's I, I probably won't put anything on the Saints, but that nine is staring the fuck at <laughs> me. Like. That nine is just staring at me and hardcore. You know you're gonna bet it one way because you can't just sit idle and not bet it, and then they're either gonna hit it or miss it, and you're gonna be like, "I knew it." What am I gonna do? <laughs> not bet it? Right. All right, Scotty. Uh, get out of the futures. Go to week one, the live and upcoming. Here's here's what bets I'm making week one tomorrow. Um, oh, okay. I like 
Arizona and Tennessee over 51 and a half. Over. Okay. I like Philly and Atlanta even more over 48. Philly and Atlanta over 48. I like Jacksonville, Houston under okay. 45 and a half. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. I love that Don't one. Don't you? Um, and it's like. The Jaguars get such a layup in Trevor Lawrence's first game. Just take it easy. Just win the game 20 to 10. Go Yeah, home. seriously. Um, and then I like Cleveland plus six at Kansas City. I like that too. Um, and then a uh, parlay 49ers, Rams, Ravens plus 145. 49ers to beat the Lions, Rams to beat the Bears. Bears, and uh, what was the third one? Ravens to beat the Raiders. I like that a lot. But I am kind of um, I am kind of going back and forth on that Ravens Raiders just because it feels like the Ravens or the Raiders Saints game last year where it's like fans are in the Vegas Stadium for the first time, like. Oh uh, yeah, but then there's I mean there's just going to be a fan that holds that stadium all year is not going to be home field advantage. It's just going to be a bunch of degenerates going for a good time and bet, like it's going to be fans of all these different teams. It's going to be like a Pro Bowl there. That's true. In I like my it. opinion, I like um, it. I like. Tell me, tell me how um, the Broncos and Giants score forty-three points. It's forty-two and a half now. Right, right. Um, That's what I'm saying. Like they, like you know, there's no fucking way they get to forty-three. You don't think so? No, I don't. Hmm. That under's a lock. Oh, now with the Broncos defense, I think it's a lock. You use the L word, so now I have to bet it tomorrow. it's It's a lock. It's the the under forty-two and a half is is is, a, is stone cold. Damn, Scotty, that's a, like a reputation bet. <laughs> Dude, I, I've I've liked this bet since the odds came out whenever the fucking schedule came out. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, here's some uh, look-ahead lines that are posted at Lawrenceburg for week two and beyond. Here's what, I'm, here's what I like um, going forward. Um, week two, I like the Bengals plus four and a half against the Bears. I like how do you, Denver. How are you getting these? They're on Lawrenceburg. Oh, uh, on Futures? No, on Live and Upcoming. I only see September 12th and then the September 3rd, or, oh, September 19th. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I okay. like Denver minus two and a half against the Jaguars. Yeah. I like Cleveland minus like 12 that. and a half against Houston just, be, just because Cleveland minus 12 and a half against Houston, you know that number is going to go up to 13 or 14 by the time this game starts. Right. So you're you're avoiding all those key numbers. I also like the 49ers minus five against the Eagles. Do you like the and Patriots then, minus four against the Jets? Because I like them. I do. I do. I'm so scared of the Patriots, though. Like T- what they're going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Who but knows? like the Patriots could go 13 wins or four wins. Like it wouldn't. It wouldn't like it wouldn't surprise me either way. Um. October 31st, 49ers minus three and a half against the Bears. Looking at like Justin Fields, one of his first starts in there. Uh, we've talked about Saints under, right? Yep. Uh, you like the Bills to go over? Uh, I, I'm i scared to bet the Bills. Okay, well, uh, either way you slice it, you could bet the Bills at under a field goal against yeah. the Saints on November 25th, minus yeah. two and a half. Um. So get in there before the key number pops up. Uh, November 28th, Browns plus 3.5 against the Ravens. December 5th, Ravens minus 2.5 against Pittsburgh. 
And my last one, Christmas Day, Colts minus one and a half against the Cardinals. Here's my problem with betting futures is I just I'm too impatient. It's like oh, I could put this yeah, money somewhere and win it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I get you. It's tough. That's that's always been my that my my big thing with futures, but I do like those lines. I mean, I'll I'll never I can't talk shit because last year I made one of the smartest bets of all time, uh, and took ahead of, ahead of ahead of yourself. Um, yeah. Um, I took uh, the Niners, and I told you I was like, how do the Niners not only at minus six against how are the Niners only minus six against against the Jets in week two? And this was like two weeks before the season started. I'm like. It was one of the few like set it and forget it bets ever. Yeah, like, seriously, it was like, like the first it, it, play that the, the Niners were up seven Mostert. nothing like that, and then they never. It was like the easiest win ever. Yeah, they were never not covering. Yeah, it was great. That was beautiful. Um, okay, Shelby, I have a segment for you. I think it would be fun uh, to okay. remember. I'm just gonna list off some Reds bullpen pitchers from 2015. Okay. Um, and you tell me if you remember them. Um, do you remember Jumbo Diaz? Okay. Fat fuck Jumbo Diaz. Oh, absolutely. Number number seventy. Number seventy. T J. Uh, Antone's number. Um, Tony Singrani. Yeah. No, Jump. Oh yeah, he went to the Dodgers. Now he plays for the Lexington Legends. Oh my uh, God. Independent ball. I I right I, I want to name these because uh, a lot of these as fans, you know, this this was kind of the first year you and me really like religiously watched Reds baseball together. And so, um, I mean, maybe, maybe the second or third year that we watched it religiously, but, um, you know, as friends, but remember when like some of these players left, we were like, Oh my God, they're going to be so epic somewhere else. And then they like most just, <laughs> just take a look at where their careers have gone. Um, by the name, yeah, Tim Melville, uh, vaguely remember him, uh, Homer Bailey, Manny Parra. I remember Manny Parra left-handed guy. Yeah. He wasn't that bad. No, nope. uh, Donovan Hand. Do not remember him. He had to have played like yeah, yeah. a handful Mike, of games. Remember Mike Leak? I, I the only reason I did this because I couldn't remember Mike oh, yeah. Leak's fucking name. I was like, what's the motherfucker's <laughs> yeah. name? Um, Dude, Mike Leak. Do you was know? Awesome. Do you know why he's out of the league? I researched it. Because uh, no. uh, last year he was the like one of the first ones to opt out of the COVID shortened season. Um, oh, and really? this year, uh, at the end of last year, the, uh, Diamondbacks declined his, uh, his second year uh, he, in, uh, like a $17 million, um, you know, opt in if they would have, you know, opt, opt him in, but they declined his option. Uh, and they, uh, you know, bought him out for 5 million. Caleb Cotham. Oh my God. I do remember Caleb Cotham. He was a weird-looking redhead. Yeah. Uh, Cavius Kav- Sampson. Cavius. Cavius Sampson. Yeah. Uh, dude, Singrani to me, I wanted Singrani to be good so fucking bad. Dude, sometimes he yes. was. And it was like, oh, my God, yeah. yes. Also, shout-out Ryan Hendricks of the Reds tonight, uh, helping people hit the over. What did he do? Just give up a home run in the ninth? He... He gave up a. It was eight to nothing, uh, Reds, and he gave up two in the ninth God, to hit the over scrub. nine and a half. I fucking hate what Brock Hendricks, Hembry, whatever. I know, but oh, dude, Brock's awesome. Is he good? Yeah, you he's like Brock. Good. Oh, okay, whatever. 
Streets say he's good. Uh, well, the streets don't lie to me. Um, eighth inning hero. Do you know who I'm talking about? He had one good year where he was like the fucking eighth eighth inning guy for one year, and he was fucking electric. Oh, JJ Hoover. JJ Hoover. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was like he should have been an all star in 2015. Do you remember that dude we went to go see, and he started the game and only gave up like three runs, but the Reds lost three to one. Oh no, John Lamb. John Lamb. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You remember? Yeah. Him, yeah. Chris O'Grady uh, against the Giants. Against the Giants, an absolute yeah. miserable, cold ass early May game. Yep. We were first row in left field. Nothing even got hit. To, I don't think a flyout came to left field. That yeah, day. that was that. Yep, exactly. Uh, Blake Wood. I don't remember Blake Wood. Kevin Gregg. Kevin Gregg was a legend. Dude, Kevin Gregg was um, a legend in yeah. that he was the worst. I think the worst pitcher I've ever seen the Reds consistently throw he, out there. He was literally so fucking bad. <laughs> literally, I've never seen a worse pitcher than. Ke- I, I, I I'd be surprised if he if he played again. I I think this. the Reds signed him when he was like thirty eight years old. Yeah, he he was like thirty eight years old when the Reds signed. So he that he played it for the Reds and uh, he posted a ten point thirteen ERA through eleven appearances and was released on May eleventh oh and never God. played again. Except for a, a, a minor okay. league, a minor yeah. league contract with the Marlins, uh, that he opted out of his deal with, like a month later. Yeah, don't feel bad. He made enough yeah. money. John Mosca, Moscott. Remember him? Didn't he just like? Didn't I like remember a couple years ago he just like tore his ACL on the mound. Uh, I remember Jonathan John Moscott never pitching again after the Reds. Did uh, was he, was he always a red? Wasn't he always a red though? Yes. Yes. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. 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 He, I think so. He is, uh, I think he retired. Yeah. Sam Lecour was on this team, supposedly. That does that sound right? Red I mean, Pictures 2015. That's an OG. Yeah. Wow. It would have been like his last one of his last years. Yeah. Uh, but he was always that solid. Might, that that might be it. But uh, I mean, just. To look back six years ago to see how I didn't know that they changed this this drastically. Um, every um, year, it... but Jonathan Broxton. Yeah, I consistently feel bad for Joey Votto when I think of he was on the fifteen team. Four, uh, I'm back in fourteen now, just to see if there's some different ones that I can find. Oh, okay, I. Uh, 14 the 2014 trade deadline was when the reds rebuild started yeah um but i remember like 2015 i think like i always feel bad for joey Votto all the horrendous years he had to suffer through oh my god um but i think like 2015 i don't know how many reds are still left besides Votto. i think maybe lorenzen that might be it since 2015 um yeah because i mean because yeah. uh Ross Iglesias was on that team. He's gone. Um, Amir Garrett. Uh, Suarez might have been there. Suarez would have been there if it was 2015. Reds team in 2015, yeah. Uh, I think Suarez was there. Um, Tucker Barnhart was there. Yeah, because they traded for him in 2014. Yeah, uh, so Tucker Barnhart. But uh, oh, okay. Zach Cozart uh, was there. Remember Zach Cozart? He played like two more years and then – I was I didn't Ugh. want him to go, 
Love yeah, I didn't want him to get traded at all, and then he didn't really do shit afterwards, but by no fault of his own. Remember Brandon Finnegan and how good he was going to be? For yeah, his bit? last year with the Reds, he hit like 300. Oh my god, Brandon Finnegan was Dude. the next Cy Young. He was like Clayton right. Kershaw incarnate. Um, yeah, you were right. Suarez was on that team. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been his like, and first Amir Garrett. Year That's about him. it. Uh, memory anyway, lane. That's all I memory got. Memory lane. Awful times. We're back. But I like that segment. Um, yeah, we are back. The Reds win tonight, eight to two. They are four games over five hundred. Yep, fifty three and forty nine. Going for the series win tomorrow afternoon. Scotty, thanks for joining me, Zach. Hope vacations well. Scotty, is that our show? I I I don't know what to say. Yes. Is that is okay? Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> see you next. There's a little place where the sun sleeps late and pulls himself a shot of tequila. It's a little place called Pleasure Island. That's where I'd like to feel ya. It's easy to find just beyond the last wave. Dolphins and whales are mate. Pleasure Island, a beautiful treasure. Come on down and have a drink.